Alright, hello everybody and welcome to Mostly Nerdy Nonsense with Jim and Zane, where what we talk about is in our name. I am your host, Zane. And I'm Jim. And with us tonight, we have a special guest who is a host of our parent podcast, Class Stacks Radio. We have Mark with us tonight. Mark, how are you doing? Did you say parent or parrot? Because parent? I'll either one. I'd be a parrot. Uh, I think, if anything, we're kind of the parrots. Because, you know, they're like, you know, we're not repeating the same things, but, like, we're we're treading similar ground. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I'll buy it. You get to be Daddy Mark for the day. <laughs> Here to observe, really. Yes. Um, well, yeah. But for our this, inaugural okay. podcast, the plan is to look back on 2021 and look at the nine projects from the MCU, which is arguably right now the biggest output for nerd content. I mean, between that and anything else that we're getting, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's definitely the most movie Marvel's put out in a single year, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, projects <laughs> alone, there was nine. There was nine projects from the MCU this year that were, like, all finished by the end of the year. Really? Was there really yep. nine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that does seem like quite a bit, even for Marvel. So, in release order, we have WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Loki, What If, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Hawkeye, and Spider-Man. Dang. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. Quite a bit. And then if we get the chance, if we have enough time, I would like to take maybe a small look forward at this coming year and everything they have coming out and everything that might is like sort of rumored, whether it has a release date or not. You can tell Zane worked in radio. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's got the radio voice. (laughs) It's a little stiff, but I love it. It's very limited experience. I mean, the last time I was on the radio, I was like 16 or 17. I remember that. Zane, do you remember when we? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'll come. I'll come to you know to your radio show." And then the yeah. um, the um, London massacre happened. <laughs> we were sitting there just listening to rock music while um, we were watching the news, and people were getting yeah. slaughtered. I remember you said you wanted to come, and then you refused to talk. Well, yeah, I wanted to come. I didn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. <laughs> yep, here we are. A long time later. Yeah. Um, so something that I think's worth mentioning, it, like, not that you probably have, but if you have listened to Class Axe Radio, if you're a fan, you might recognize me and Mark. Um, basically, who? Daddy, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, the Brady Mark. Brothers. <laughs> Two brothers. Uh, anyways, um, I think that like. Me and Zane on this podcast are gonna get a chance to like talk mostly about like mostly nerdy nonsense, as the name implies. Comics, uh, movies, games, TV, really yeah, anything all, in that that realm. All that good shit. Where I think, as in the future, not to speak out of turn or of hand, but like Class X Radio is gonna be more of just like a not anything specifically focused. Like where we're not we're not gonna have to worry about week to week what we. Like keeping up with with projects and things like that necessarily. Yeah, um, just some life things. It's gonna harder, getting harder to record. But I mean, in a general sense, like Jim said, it's gonna that podcast specifically is gonna go some through some like restructuring, basically. So it's gonna be a little different, but it's still gonna be the same. It'll still just be laughs between some bros, but it won't. <laughs> 
hate it how you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Yanking each other's chains around. Yeah, it's going to be the same terrible. (laughs) It's going to be the same terrible stuff you, anybody who ever listened to, will listen to again, but... Also, if you listen to Class Stacks, I was mentioned by name a couple times, but never actually got to make the guest the guest appearance. Yeah, that never happened before this. It was the, I think originally the plan may have been to have that happen before this happened, but then it never did happen. Yeah. So then this is happening now. Yeah, so we're just kind of going for it. And that'll be fun for him to edit out later, Mark. Oh, he's <laughs> not going to be able to edit it out. You were in the middle of the sentence. <laughs> hmm. It happens. Just dropped a bottle cap. It's all right. All right, Zane, take it away, bud. All right, so, like I said, we're going to do the nine MCU projects of this year, starting with, like, our least favorite of this group. And But even that, though, like, saying my least favorite of this group is not saying a whole lot because I thought everything they put out this year was stellar. Even, like, the <clears> risks <throat> they took were well well played and well done. Okay. It, was, it was definitely hard for me to make sure... Or, or to, to make the list in general, you know what I mean? I, say, I have a very tentative list here, and I could change it at just, like, any moment, just any time. Um, any, yeah. given, any given argument could change my ranking at any I given agree. moment. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Jim and Zane, for this podcast specifically, they're going to be the two constants. They will always be here for this podcast. I, on the other hand, I want to pop in and out whenever I want to, you know, just whenever I want to talk about certain things. So I have bec- I have come <laughs> completely unprepared. Uh, I didn't make a list, so I'm just gonna go ahead and start off with a bold statement because I know both of you love this movie. Eternals was the worst one, by far. And see that—that's just a bad take. Nah, that's that's a shit take in my opinion. Uh, I mean, what would be worse than that? What if? Well, I mean, number I, nine. I guess, what if? I guess Zane can tell you. Out of the quality. Mostly the quality that Marvel put out this year. Which one was worse story-wise, character arcs, and like whatever else fitting into the universe slightly at all? What what else? Would my be number about? one, or my not my number one. My number nine is What If. I thought it was not the sum of its parts. In in what way? Elaborate. I thought that like. Certain episodes were fantastic. I thought that, like, Doctor Strange's episode with, like, uh, Strange Supreme and then the T'Challa Star-Lord was great. And then I thought the Ultron stuff was very cool. I thought Zombies was interesting but kind of weak. And then everything else was a little forgettable, to be honest with you. I mean, Party Thor was all, all but a joke. It was funny, but, like, it didn't mean anything. I, my, the only redeeming quality for that, not only redeeming, I guess, but, like, the only redeeming quality for that episode for me is, um, getting to see him and Captain Marvel just beat the absolute shit out of each other. That was cool. And that, I'm also coming out of the gate, like, acting as if I hated What If. I loved What If. I watched it every week when it came out. I, like, really enjoyed every episode. But I thought, in general, the conclusion to it was weak. Yeah, and they're like, know. oh, these guys are fighting? We're just going to put them in here. No, I was all excited to do this podcast. Then you come out here and just absolutely shit on what if. Oh, uh, my God, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and you came out of the gates hating Eternals. That, yeah. That's the issue. No, yeah, I did do that. Um, no, <laughs> but I don't know. Because I didn't I, say I, what if was shit. You said Eternals was shit. No, I definitely agree with you that what if it was definitely hit or miss. I mean, I enjoyed... All of them. Actually, I really didn't like the zombie one. It was literally 
every single zombies trope stuffed into a Marvel setting, and then that into was it. twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was. Bad. See that that's that I, I can give that as a criticism is they could have maybe benefited from putting out like two episodes a week, maybe. Well, don't worry, it's getting its own whole animated series. Mm. What do you mean? It it it's an officially announced oh, Marvel no, series. Oh no, Marvel no, no, Zombies. I, Marvel Zombies, yeah. No, I just meant like what if could have benefited from like releasing two episodes a week at a time. Oh, okay, I understand. I thought you meant like the zombies needed two episodes to tell no, its story. No, no, I no. understand now. No, well, I, I, like nothing against that. I I did find that universe interesting, but like considering everything else with like how they ended that season, I don't necessarily know how you're going to continue that universe and, and factor that stuff in as well. The only thing I've heard about, like, there is a, conce- or a confirmed season two, and then there are rumors that some of those characters are going to make, like, live-action appearances in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, that would be cool. I, I'm still wrapping my head around uh, a, a zombie series because, like, I mean, like, would it take place from the beginning... Would it take place from when that what if ended? That's, and if so, how dark? I mean, if it's like a Walking Dead style zombies series with like Marvel characters, I'm down for that. That'd be cool. That's something the I only hadn't considered. Problem is, is that they like they opened, arced, and concluded an entire story with every single zombie trope in it in like 23 minutes. Yeah. Like there, I don't know where they're gonna go. The idea with of it. Peter Parker's web uh bunker was sick as shit to me though yeah i thought peter was the most like interesting character to watch in that entire episode um the oh, see that episode actually now that i think about it was the only episode that made me scream like wtf at the screen because <laughs> because like as soon as janet got bit i was like get her out of the suit Get her out of the suit. I know. What were they Get thinking? Get her out of the goddamn suit. Like, why would you leave her in the suit to let her become a zombie? <laughs> and then it was and literally every person. Anytime zombie. anything any anytime anything went wrong, every character's like, leave me behind. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we have every opportunity for all of us to leave, and somebody's like, no, not me. Okay. I also love how they're like on their way to go find a cure. And Bucky just like shoots Cap right in the face and is like, Guess that's the end of the line. It's like, well, it didn't have to be. <laughs> Necessarily, at least. But I'm curious if they're going to do more of like a comics accurate re- or, like depiction of it in the series or if it is going to pick up with oh, those characters. Because cool. I did like Ant Man as like just a head. Do we and have any Peter. confirmation on, on the idea or on the fact of whether or not it's going to be the same animation style? I believe. All the animated stuff is going to be very similar style, but I don't I, know that for well, sure. Well, so you say that, but I heard recently that the I Am Groot series is going for a photorealistic animated style. But does that show that. look good? Like, I don't does, know what does that sound like something I, I care to watch? But if that's like if that's the Marvel CGI team making a full CGI show, like they do some pretty fucking good work. They do good work. That's not at all what I'm saying. I just don't. I don't know. The, I have not heard much about that show yeah. other than that is being produced. Yeah. yeah the, that's fair. the second to last episode was probably my favorite. When Ultron Where the Watcher went. fought uh, Ultron. Yeah, that... I agree. That bullpucky was great. 
<laughs> yeah, I, well, I really enjoyed that episode. I think I also think Ultron was just underutilized, period. So to see more Ultron was fantastic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Wait, Zane, am I allowed to say shit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright. <laughs> I just wasn't sure. We can also, we always bleep anything. Like, that's an easy thing to, to do. What, like, fuck? <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, that'll be funnier with the bleep. <laughs> <laughs> but Jim, what was your number nine? So Mark's was Eternals. Mine was what if? What is yours? I feel like I so, should be writing down who said what here. So give me, give me like a half a second. Okay. Yeah, you can do that so that me and Mark don't have to. Because <laughs> my list is in an empty text message on my phone. Yeah, Mine is also. You can do all the work. That's fine. <laughs> well, I, mean, I won't. I won't take it personally if you do all the work. And. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, like you said, like of all the nine things that came out this year, it was pretty hard for me. Like, I first thing I had to do was write them all down on a list, and then once I was looking at that list, I was like, I don't even know what I'm gonna put where. Like, I really don't. Like, mm -hmm. trying to decide what's better than what is kind of a hard thing to do. So. <laughs> so, uh, by default, I guess my, my bottom of the list is going to have to be Black Widow. Really? Yeah. And, like I said, that's not saying much because I really like that movie. Yeah. Like, no. It, one of my favorite... MCU scenes when she f smashes her head off of the desk to break her own nose. That was badass. That was very badass. And, like, I don't know. There was a lot of good stuff in that movie. It introduced Yelena, who's one of my favorite MCU characters I now. I love Yelena Belova so much. Yeah, she's awesome. I cannot, like, I, like I, I'd be very curious to see when they're going to bring Red Guardian back again. I think I think uh, Yelena and the Red Guardian are two of the strongest side characters that we've ever got in a Marvel movie. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> the only gripe I had with Black Widow was the villain. Taskmaster. Yeah, Taskmaster and just the giant CGI fall fest. Yeah, that was... The end. That felt out of place. See, for me, as far as, like, if we're going to compare it to other movies of this year, if we're talking big CGI fests at the end of the third act, <laughs> um, like, that one, to me, worked more than other ones that that we've seen. Um, like what? Like, oh, like well, compared to what? Oh, well, time out real quick, actually. Time out. So, to go back to your number nine, what if is my number eight? So okay. we're kind of on the same page there. Okay. Um, and again, that's just by default. I'd freaking love that show, but it had to go somewhere. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd agree with Jim. Mine, yeah, my number eight is uh, What so If. I mean, I, I liked it a if. lot, but it was just too 50-50 for me. Yeah, um, and I, again, I think there were some really cool characters. Like, I again, I think um, T'Challa's Black Panther was absolutely, or not Black Panther, Jesus. Um, Star-Lord Star -Lord was great. And I think that, like, I mean, they said that, like, had not had uh, he not passed away, that they would have, like, greenlit the series for, like, you know, T'Challa and the Ravengers. That would have been cool. I'm not angry. I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, of course you 
So um, my but, number eight. Well, hold, I was gonna say, hold on, back to back, back, back to Black Widow real quick. Back to Black um, Widow. There's I definitely think more to say be, about Black Widow. It like given that all the actors are the age that they are, and that like those child actors are still children. I think that it would be cool to maybe see like a short series, um, a la like the Americans. Oh, like okay. Their time. Of like the family in Ohio. Yeah, like like what yeah, Red Guardian is actually doing undercover. Yeah, because that movie ends with him coming back from like having completed his mission or whatever. That's true. So yeah, yeah that that would be really cool. What was that? I mean, you're describing a show. What was it called? The Americans. The Americans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically just a Marvel style. Americans with those characters, yeah. literally. I'd watch that. That'd be pretty cool. I would definitely watch that. Maybe. Because you could definitely bring in some more, like, 80s Marvel characters that we haven't seen. Maybe, like... Especially, like, there are a bunch well, of, like, Soviet-esque like Avengers well, that are uh, you, out you there. Know what you, you know what you could tie in? You could tie in the way... Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name? Fuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. No, that's okay. Um, Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hank Pym's wife. What's her name? Janet. Like Janet Van Dyne. Oh, so I was talking about Hope earlier about in, in What If. I was thinking of Hope. Yeah, Hope. Hope is but their yeah. daughter. Yeah. So so Janet, like the way that she got sent to the quantum realm with that missile. Oh, you're right. You could definitely talk about you those. Could totally two. tie those in, and then because the shows from uh, Red Guardian and Iron Maiden's perspective, that like. Did you just say Iron and, Maiden? Yeah, that's uh, that's the other that, that's the wife's comic book name. I did not know that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's well, awesome. <laughs> to, to my to my knowledge, at least, I'm pretty sure it's Iron Maiden. Um, but yeah, sh- uh, if it's from their perspective, then like Hank Pym would be the bad guy, you know, and which would be would, which be would fit cool. which would fit given his Absolutely. character in the comics. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, didn't uh, Red Guardian say he fought? Um, What's his name? Captain um, America. Captain America. Yeah, but, but what's his name? Elia. He didn't Elia. say that. Oh, he, he didn't. Just he just said Captain America. America. Yeah, I know, but obviously it wasn't Steve Rogers. I mean, I think the whole thing is just Captain a America. fallacy of his like ego, you know. That's a, but that's if fair. he was going to have fought a Captain America, it would have been um, Isaiah Bradley. Isaiah, that's what his name. But there could have been other Captain Americas in that time that we don't know about as well. That is also true. Uh, that actually kind of brings me to my number eight, which was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hmm. Okay. That I was a little really, higher on my list. really liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought it handled some really interesting things that I didn't think the MCU would try and tackle. But I thought, yeah, again, I, like, it just showed us that, like, they don't know necessarily how to, like, bring, like, a solid conclusion to things. Like, I thought the last episode was kind of, like, not that I, interesting. That was... You said that they can't bring us all to conclusion to things? Well, not things. Yeah, like, TV shows. Like, their their last episodes of TV shows are always kind of a little iffy. Like, well, that's open-ended. That's what I was going to say, is, like, that was my one kind of gripe with that show, is, like, they did ask a lot of those cool questions. Or, like, not cool, but, like, important questions. Yeah, like, big questions, absolutely. And, so do you know about, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff with this show? How, like, there was an entire, like, plot point cut because of the actual real-life pandemic? I don't even think that it was a plot point that was cut. I think it was, like, that the script had to be massively rewritten. I mean, I know one of the the plot points that was originally part of it was, like, there was a pandemic going on because of everybody coming back from a blip. Well, There was just massive overpopulation and disease. 
and then like you know COVID happened and they're like okay that hits a little close to home we're probably gonna have to write that out is that what it was i see i thought that the what i had at least gathered was that the um what was the 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 bad guy group in that all the flag smashers the flag smashers yeah so like what i had heard more or less was that their plan wasn't to like take over you know take the parliament hostage or whatever the hell they ended up doing it was to release a virus that would kill people off again hmm i that's not what i had heard what i had heard is that like in like it's like the second episode when they first meet the flag smashers they like are on like some kind of truck and they're they there are vaccines in there yeah and I remember they that. were going to I get those that. vaccines to distribute to people and then, like, um, I don't remember the lady's name, but it was, like, Carly Morgenthau's, like, adoptive grandmother aunt Mama character Danya. who died. Yes, Mama Danya. She was supposed to have died of this, um, whatever pandemic was going on in that show, or what was gonna go on in that show. And then they just are like, oh, yeah, she just, uh, she croaked. So were they so gonna, gonna use, be another like, big thing for Carly Morgenthau? Were they gonna use the super soldier serum to help heal people i don't really understand no why. that wasn't the super soldier serum that was just like a vaccine that they were looking for the, the super soldier serum was just right. to make them a more formidable mm-hmm. force for like the world powers and I, I, I get that i just don't understand why like to me it would make more sense to like why get rid of that storyline at that point to me like that that storyline would like I think if anything, like it, they should have kept it in because it hit closer to home yeah exactly going on you know exactly. what i mean it could be more powerful to watch Exactly. That was my exact point. Yeah, that, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. That, and it felt like, it really felt like to me that neither of the two leads wanted to be the lead. What do you mean? I felt that both both characters, or not even so, like, both characters, like, had these moments where, like, they felt very, like, strong in their part, and then, like, the next episode, one of them would do something that felt, like, off. You're talking Carly and... And Sam? No, I'm... Like, Sam and Bucky. Like, like their dynamic was very strange to me. They kept, like, passing back and forth this idea that, like, oh, I'm the main character. Maybe I'm the main character. Well, um... I I I never got got that vibe. No, I mean, like, I feel like they're both the main character, though. That was the point. And, yeah, I mean, the show show is titled after both of them, so maybe that's just me kind of overreaching a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like... I guess like one of them has to take the stage before the other one. I mean, sometimes one, one of them becomes Captain America, so one of them is going to get slightly more screen time. Yeah, yeah. But I am excited to see more Anthony Mackie as Captain America. I thought he oh, was. Oh, I am. I am. By the I, time the show concluded, he was like you. very strong in the role. Um, I'm hype on Captain America. Before. I think that they could make some minor changes to his costume. And there's something about it, you know? There's some minor changes that they can make, but overall, <laughs> I, I think it looks dope. Yeah, the costume looks super cool. So, I'm kind of uh, torn for my number seven, but I think... Actually, can I, can I stop you for one second? I had one more thing. Oh, I mean, I was going to... Well, I thought, it was gonna I thought the whole point was that you don't get to pick numbers. Well, I'm doing it now. I didn't have it offhand. So you've come up with a sense Was your stuff. number seven going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Mark's number seven is Falcon and Winter Soldier. That, that is, uh... Okay. okay. My, that... my thought there is that, like, their introduction of Isaiah Bradley and, like, 
by consequence, Eli Bradley was great. I want to see more of Isaiah Bradley in any way, shape, or form. I think if they're going to bring Eli back, like not that they couldn't just bring him back, but I think they should have done a little bit more with him than just yeah, make I him mean, like standoffish towards Falcon for no reason, really. They're definitely setting up the Young Avengers. I mean, they have introduced, what, five characters in the last year that are oh, like core Young Avengers characters. And so like, the assumption that we're supposed to be under is that like Eli has some sort of minor super strength because he's... The grandson of Isaiah, yeah. Right. And I would also kill for an on-screen interaction between um, the Netflix Luke Cage and Isaiah Bradley. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice. I think so, because, like, I mean, because Luke Cage got his powers from, like, the Weapon Plus program, which is, like, you, an affiliate of... Right. The Captain so, America stuff, right? Like were, the you super the, were you in the serum. Discord the other day when we were talking about that? When we were trying yes, to I brought out. it up there, and I've been thinking about it ever since, and I think it would be fantastic. Were we arguing which shellfish it was? Yes, and I'm still just a tiny bit confused about that, to be honest it's, with you. But I also an, need to watch more of those series. And this it's is an abalone. <laughs> it's okay. an abalone. I'm confused. They used the abalone. I'm just confused on what you're talking about in general. So, like, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage have similar powers, so we're trying to talk about, like, the origins of the powers, because I'm watching all the Netflix Marvel stuff now, just with everything that's been coming out, and, like, some of the characters being used. But I was thinking that, like, Isaiah Bradley and Luke Cage would just be a very cool on-screen interaction, given their two, like, character. I think Mark was confused about the Luke Cage origin of it all. No, I understand. I'm just confused on why you decided to bring up Shellfish. In the middle of a conversation, I don't. Oh, because that's that's the we, we Jessica were, Jones got her powers from a shellfish. No, Luke Cage got his powers from a shellfish. Luke Cage did. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. They used they used abalone genes as involved with the Weapon Plus program. Okay. To, to give him his rock hard skin. I understand now. Yeah. That has to be one of the most things I've ever heard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. I mean, um. it, it, I, I'm not gonna go any further, but that, I mean that that's pretty stupid. Um, but yeah, no, I was saying that my seven was tied between either Falcon or Winter Soldier or Hawkeye, so I'm putting Hawkeye for me at number six. Okay. Well, Mark, you're 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 just going down the list. I mean, they haven't even said our number sevens yet. So my number seven is Black Widow. Um, okay. Okay. Oh, sorry. I thought I thought you guys were all cut up. My apologies. No, also Jim down. also needs his number seven. Yeah. So if yours if yours is Black Widow, then we're good there. My number seven again by default is Wandavision. Unfortunately. What? what? That is such a bad take. That is a I know. very bad take. Trust me, I know. I know it is. Um. I I want to hear the reasons. <laughs> yeah. And I want to hear them right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming... Take your shitty opinion and explain it. <laughs> I'm assuming... I will, I will tell you where your... WandaVision is on my list when we get there. I'm assuming it's, like, pretty high up there. You would be right. Um, Listen, like, I love that show. It, I don't know. It was... It was... It's just, like... It's more of an art piece, I guess. Exactly. The, there are things... Like, there are... <laughs> I, Exactly. It's hard for me to defend the opinion because I do love that show. It's just when looking at all the other things that came out this year, there were things that I liked more as like MCU properties above that. Okay. And I guess I understand that because like that show was weird, 
from the get-go and finished just as weird. And but, I, trust me, I, I loved it from the get-go. <laughs> through but, my eyes, that show was like, especially for being like one of the only things to come out post-Endgame, a cultural event. Like, yeah. watching that show week to week and interacting with people about it, you could interact with strangers over WandaVision. It's because it, it wasn't about... Yeah, it wasn't about the marvelness of it all. It was about... Loss. Huh? Well, I mean, it's, the entire show is about grief, absolutely, but, like, it was just... The entire thing was well, a yeah. mystery. Like, you yeah, exactly. never knew who was pulling what strings it until was, the very end, obviously, it, but, like... Exactly. It was a mystery from the beginning, um... Each episode was shot differently. The, the costuming was different. Like, each episode was a different era. And just, I, I, I'm just looking at it from someone who knows a little bit about production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Film Student over here. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Just, I guess I appreciated it more than you did, Mr. Marvel. No, I definitely, I, <laughs> I love that show. I love everything about it. Um... The scene where, I'm, I guess we've never said this before, but full spoilers for anything that has come out. Oh yeah, out I last I did year. mean to mention that earlier. It's gonna be absolutely full spoilers, especially if we're viewing like, if it's fresh stuff, we'll give it time. But like this stuff, it's been out for a reasonable amount of time. All of it has. Um yeah, yeah, but so, I don't know it, like the scene where she t- turns to look at him in the living room. And it's the version of him who's all grayed out with a hole in his skull. Yeah. And he's like, what's That was on? like a jump scare. Oh my god, that That scene. was like a real jump scare for me. That's the, that, like, the, if someone oh, is like... I got chills. I know, right? If, if yeah, someone, right? If someone's like, I don't know, that show looks weird, I'm like, just watch this 45 second clip and tell me that you don't want to find out what the hell happens next. Like, uh, And I think, it's, like... It's so good. Like I, this is another one of those projects I, that introduced an absolute powerhouse characters to the MCU that I just want to see more of. Like Agatha Harkness is one of the just most I, I don't want to say well written because we didn't see much of Agatha. You know, like we didn't see a lot of her stuff. But like, but like just a well performed, well made character. I mean, you got yeah, yeah, Agatha. I mean, but you're the biggest like more than quick, 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 quick time out. Oh, what do we all feel about the fact that she's getting a show? Issue. Love that. Can't wait. Yeah, it's confirmed. It's called House of Harkness. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I think she's a good supporting character. I don't know how I'd feel about her being a main character. I mean, I like her in a lot of things. The rumor is that it's going to be set around the Salem Witch Trials. Okay, I'd watch that. That I could get into. Yeah. I'd but that, that is just a rumor. I have nothing if, other if than just, like, chatter I have seen on Twitter. If it's I, Salem Witch Trial era MCU, that yeah. I can get behind. I was say, I'll, yeah, I was just about to say that. I like timepieces, and if it's a timepiece in the Marvel universe, I feel like I'd be double interested. Yeah, it, I, that, like, I feel the same way. Like, I mean, that's why I loved the first Captain America because I love World War Two, and then you just throw in some a superhero, shit into you know, there. like yeah, and not even a superhero, like one of the superheroes. You know what I mean? Like, I may, I may have mentioned this on Class Stacks before, but I don't know if I ever told you, Zane, that. Mm-hmm. Like, when the MCU first started, I had seen Iron Man, and I didn't see Thor because I thought it looked stupid, and then I didn't <laughs> well, see I, di- I didn't see Captain America because I was like, who gives a shit about Captain America? 
Well, because at this time, I was more of a DC guy. Like, I, would, yeah. I watched all the DC animated stuff. I, didn't I was any... honestly on that same boat with you. I was very much a DC person. And the first the first MCU movie I saw was the first Avengers. Okay, what? okay, yeah. So, really? So I'd seen Iron Man. I liked that movie. Yeah. And then the, the next movie that I saw was Avengers. So, Zane, you're telling me I went to the theater with you in 2012 to watch the Avenger, Avengers thinking that you knew everything... I didn't, and I didn't, no, I didn't see that with you, Mark. I saw, I watched that at my house with my dad, like, the first time we both watched it, and we're like, damn, that was really cool. We need to go back and watch everything else. The first one? No, dude, we went and saw Ultron together, because you almost, uh, you almost killed (laughs) B-Gray. I did. (laughs) But that's a whole other thing. Um, but yeah, so, the first... The first Captain America movie that I saw was actually Captain America 2. And I, like, went into that movie having no idea about, like, Bucky or (laughs) any of that shit. That had to have been the most confusing movie you've ever watched then. Literally, when Cap was like, Bucky, and Bucky goes, who the hell's Bucky? I turned my head to the person that I was with and I go, yeah, who the hell's Bucky? Who the hell is Bucky? (laughs) So, I, like, I remember talking about that movie with um, our English teacher, Mark. Like, you and I had the same class, and we talked about that movie with Mr. McBriar. Oh, um, McBriar? So, wait, who the f*** did I watch... Sorry, who, who the hell did I watch um, Avengers with, then? If it I wasn't you, then who was it? Don't know. <laughs> it doesn't help, but I don't know. Um, Either way, we have gotten severely sidetracked. <laughs> yeah... Yeah. Well, well, no, the whole reason I brought that up, though, was to say that, like, so for me, like, after having seen Captain America 2 first, to go back and watch the first Captain America, not having any idea what it was, and to see Captain America in World War II, mm-hmm. I was like, why was I not interested in this to begin with? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, who is up next? Well, we were still talking about WandaVision. Yeah, well, I, we just oh, get, yeah. We no. just, I was going to say just get over my shitty opinion. Yeah, no, screw you guys. Fuck. Agnes, yeah, she's a cool, she's a witch, whatever. Are you really going to skip over White Vision? I mean, I was going to bring up Monica Rambeau next, but we can definitely talk about White Vision. White Vision was the pinnacle of that show. He was the coolest part of the entire show, and he was in you it for two episodes. You think that he was the, co- the coolest part of that series? He was... I am kind of on Mark's side with that one. Besides... I think I mean, the, the Ship of Theses talk was one of the best scenes I've ever seen in, like, a comic book media before. I thought the Ship of Theses thing was fantastic. It was. It was. And it, it wouldn't have been possible if White Vision wasn't there. Well, yeah. <laughs> it also... It exactly. Also, it also gave me one of my favorite memes ever, is when, like, Vision touches White Vision's forehead... And then, like, you can just insert any stream of it nonsense just, into, into yeah. that. Just downloads 10, 10 gigabytes of porn. The first, one, the first one that I saw was he downloaded a commercial for Red Lobster's Crab Fest. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, when White Vision breaks away from him, he's like, oh! <laughs> and then just flies through the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, out of every... There's only one other character reveal slash ending that would top White Vision. But, I mean, who, like, 
the fact that White Vision is out there and he's just kind of doing whatever, and we haven't heard from him since WandaVision came out. Yeah, is like I am it, interested to see where he will pop up next. I honestly, there's no be way there. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't pop up until another like major crossover event. Like, I mean, I really, I really think that arguing. he is he is fair game for multiverse of madness. Yeah, I can see that. But well, yeah, that kind of makes sense with Wanda being in it. But I was gonna say some sort of like actual like not Avengers like the title, next like but, big one, yeah, you know, like that where like even like Secret like, Invasion, I think would be a cool one to pop up in. and then and then he just shows up and like everyone's like, oh shit. And then, uh, again, like, the introduction of Wanda's kids is a, another huge thing for the Young Avengers. I mean, yeah. Wiccan and Speed are two of the, again, like, founding members yeah. of that he, team. He, he's better because he's white, you know. Mmm, damn it, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> better than the uh, color. <laughs> no, all right. I mean... <laughs> not, That'll I be mean, plenty of that. Ju- just, like, the, um... I mean, his character... I, I thought Vision had a cool character design to begin with, but I think just a little bit more, like, less human, more animatronic look. Muting the had. colors worked well for that character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed his character so style. what's he powered by in his forehead? Is that an arc reactor? It variant? looked like an arc reactor to me. Yeah. It had to have been. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, so... Once again, everything is Tony Stark's fault. Tony Stark. I mean, Team dude's Cap dead. All the way. I mean, I love Tony Stark, but Team Cap all the way. He got the happy ending. Did he, though? What? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's beside the watch point. Endgame again? Do we know that he got to stay there forever? No, no idea. But, like, we can draw our own conclusions. <laughs> um, but no, so I was gonna say, like, something to think about in retrospect, post, uh, uh, no Way Home, right? So at the time, we were under the assumption that Agatha was using, like, illusion spells and stuff. But now that we know that, like, Doctor Strange and Wanda, like, use the same type of magic, more or less, like... Yeah. Who's to say that Agatha wasn't tapping into multiverses, actually? Oh, I think and, that's that's very possible. You know what I mean? Um, so I also just I love Wanda. I think she's a fantastically like written and played character, and I'm very excited to see her in Multiverse of Madness. Even yeah, if she ends up being the bad guy, which wouldn't surprise me. See, that's the th- I I don't know that they're even gonna make her the bad guy yet. Like I think she might. I mean, might do- go obviously, further. Doctor Strange is going for her for help. I think that even towards the end of that movie, she'll still be on the side of the angels, so to say. <laughs> and, and you know, go from there. I can see that. Um, well, what is your next property? So Mark said his six is Hawkeye. So, you still you sticking with that, Mark? Um, Mark is. He just had to go to the bathroom or something. I don't know. He's okay. sitting back down currently. Well. My Sorry. number... Was your number six also Hawkeye? Yeah. So you're sticking with Hawkeye. Yes. My number six is also mine, Hawkeye. Mine was Loki. Really? What? That's crazy. That's, yeah, that's surprising to me. 
Again, I'm going to say what I said to Jim. Take your shitty opinion and explain it. So, no, we're my we're whole thing is... We're, we're talking about Hawkeye first, right? Doesn't matter. Since me and Mark was both Hawkeye? You you tell me. Well, I will, I will say that my, the, my Loki is way higher up on the list. My Hawkeye is way up uh, higher on the list. <laughs> okay. I liked... Yeah, I liked Hawkeye. I liked what they did, kind of... You know, tying in the storyline with Ronan and explaining what happened and like the aftermath of him being Ronan. Um, the... Hawkeye <sighs> did something that I did not think they could do, and that was make me give a shit about Clint Barton. Yeah, no, that's a very fair point. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. Um, I always cared about Clint. Kinda. Um, did you? I honestly cared about really? him more. I cared. <laughs> I cared about him more than uh, Natasha. Um, for the most part, if Clint would have died, um, on Boromir, rather than Natasha, I would have been much more upset. Um, but yeah, See, I, I was almost kind of banking on that. Really, I will say the only reason that this that um, Hawkeye beat out Falcon and Winter Soldier for me is because of the end reveal. Of, like, the last oh, episode? Yeah, Kingpin? La- I mean, huh? Are you talking about, like, Kingpin? Yeah. Friggin Fisk? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. His reveal was the only reveal that I think was bigger than White Vision, and that's because it, it's gonna tie in you know. Yeah, it do, it does a lot. It has a lot of big implications behind Exa- it. Yeah, exactly. Well, so that and I have to admit that the red Hawaiian shirt and the white suit is probably one of the coolest looks I have ever seen in my entire life. Do you know what I, I I don't remember. I know that it is from one, but do you remember the name of the issue that that I believe it's called Family Business. Yes, that sounds right to me. I don't know anything about it other than that he's wearing that costume on the cover. Yeah, because I remember, I remember initially I heard a lot of criticism about that shirt where they're like, well, he's at a Hawaiian party, but aside from that, why would you put him in that costume? And it's like, well, it's directly from the comics, so I will, you know, it's not what we saw him in, in Daredevil, but Absolutely. He's, yeah, not, no. he's not in Daredevil anymore, he's on Disney Plus now, so. But Daredevil will be a Disney Plus show in a matter of a year. Yeah, True. yeah. True. I mean, to be fair... Daredevil is the only Netflix, previously Netflix property of the Marvel Universe that I actually gave a shit about. It's tough to hear. I am working on all those properties right now, so I will be able to update you on how I feel about all of them with soon like, finished. I liked Iron Fist, loved Daredevil, I liked Punisher, but it was too slow and boring for me and I had to stop watching it. Ugh. It's tough to hear. Sorry about it. Um, I like I like Hawkeye. I thought another like again. Kate Bishop is another young Avenger, and her introduction yeah. just I, it, I, they can't get around the young Avengers. Like they can deny it all they want that they're not doing that right now. They're not doing it yet. Bullshit. They are think, definitely doing it sooner rather than later. I think that they would later. be smart to not call it young Avengers. Yeah. You think so? I yeah. do think so. But I mean, honestly, just just hearing. If, if something came out called The Young Avengers, I'd be like, automatically, I don't want to watch that. 
Like, as terrible as Avengers Next Generation sounds, I think it should be something more along those lines. Or just Avengers whatever. Like, Avengers whatever the crisis is. You know? Mm. Like... I mean, I'm sure there'll be Avengers, quote-unquote, before they are the young Avengers. Like, before they come their own, like, team. And I could definitely see them becoming more of, like, a I think you just call them the Avengers. I think you just call them the Avengers, and then in the movie, you have someone be like, you guys aren't the Avengers. You guys are so young. Or something (laughs) along those lines. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Like, that's definitely where I see that going. Marvel needs to hire you to write that for them. (laughs) When I hear the, like, the phrase Young Avengers, I always think back to when I was, like, I don't know, 10, 12, and I watched a show that was literally an Avengers show, but all the Avengers were young kids, but, like, they weren't different people. It was, like, Tony Stark, Captain America, Hulk, Bruce Banner, obviously, uh, yeah, Bruce Banner. Well, that sounds terrible. That sounds, that sounds were, terrible. They were just, like, kids, and I was like, this is dumb. Like, why? I mean, that, that sounds best? bad. Yeah, and it was, I'm pretty sure it was called Young Avengers. I could be totally wrong. That's definitely, I would be very curious to hear a source on that. Yeah, I I, I've, I've, I've never heard of that. Um, um, I'm pretty sure it's real. I mean, it, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you might honestly be thinking of an episode of Justice uh, Justice League of America where no. uh, <laughs> someone turned them all into kids. No, definitely not. Maybe. So... Uh, if you guys are, or if we're done with Hawkeye, I don't really have much to say about I was, it. I thought it was I, a very well, like well-made project. And it was very small scale compared to what we've been getting. I agree. Like the whole yeah. multiverse isn't affected by this. Like, sure, the introduction of Wilson Fisk is huge for the Marvel universe, but like as of right now, there's not a whole lot that he's doing that we are aware of. Um, I I agree. I I like I really liked like everything else from this year. I really liked the show. I, the reason it's a little bit lower on the list for me is because I feel like as much as I did like it, I wouldn't have liked it as much without the use of the cameos that they did. Like, if Yelena wasn't in it and Fisk wasn't in it, and it was just some other, you know, newly introduced villain group from Marvel Comics that we haven't seen yet, I don't know that I would have liked it as much. Yeah. You know, I, now yeah, that you say that... <laughs> No, that, that's the only reason why it's my number six and not my number seven or eight is because of the cameos that were you mean you're, You mean higher yeah, up on the list? That's a very fair argument because, like, I don't know. Again, like, like you said, the use of Yelena and Fisk definitely, like, kept me involved. And I love Yelena. Yeah. <laughs> I love her so oh, much. Oh, Kate Bishop. <laughs> Kate Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, and again, I think I think um, them casting Florence Pugh is a an absolute home run. Uh, she's a she's amazing. I'd never even heard of her until Black Widow, but like I've definitely seen her in stuff, but off the top of my head, I can't tell you what. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen some of her like shit, for just like scrolling through YouTube of like YouTube shorts of her and just stupid shit that she does, and she's hilarious. Cooking with Flo. Too. Yeah. So. Um, so we're moving on to number fives. No, would you like me to justify my quote shitty opinion on number six? What was it again? I forgot because it was so terrible. Uh, yeah. Um, no, let's, I, I want to wait to hear you justify that okay. until I tell you where it is on my list. Actually, 
So number five. My number five was Shang Chi. Well, look at that. That's also my number five. All right. Cool. Mark. Yeah, that's I, was, I was waiting for Mark to chime in, but he didn't. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, do you want to go first, or? Yeah, I mean, um, Shang Chi's number five for me. It almost felt like a default number five because it was a very, very fun movie to watch. Um, it's references to older stuff, specifically Iron Man three. Um, kind of redeemed that movie a little bit in my eyes. And then I thought. Um, I don't know how to say his name. Simu Lee, is that how you say it? I think it's who played, Simu Liu. Who played Shang-Chi. I'm, I'm not positive on that. I think it's yeah. Simu Liu. He is amazing to watch. He is. You can tell that he had so much fun making that movie. And oh, he yeah, definitely, sure. in my mind, is a is a very good contender to lead the Avengers from here. I can mm. see that. I can see that maybe... Like give give him another movie. Let him find his footing as like the holder of the ten rings for a little bit. But so I could I could see that when we get to the point where we're in a world where like the X Men are also a thing and the Fantastic Four and the Illuminati are also a thing. Okay. Like like once we're at that point, one hundred percent, I can see Shang Chi being the leader of the Avengers. But no, I like I read not read or I read or watched something talking about Shang Chi. And somebody, I don't remember who, and I don't want to take credit for it as my idea, because it's not my idea, but, like, how, like, when his, like, the rings came to him, they, like, changed color a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine the Avengers as a group beating the shit out of whatever big villain, be it Kang, Galactus, Doom, whoever, and them, the rings, like, running around the group of them and changing color and dynamic as they go from character to character? That would be pretty cool. Like, if you, like, let them use them all. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be pretty sick. Um, that not, I don't yeah. know. That that's kind of like a secondary point. But I just thought the movie itself was a lot of fun. And I, then like, like the little cameos of like Abomination and Wong, and then like yeah. the post credit scene were all very funny. So, for me, I I, I, I love this movie. Um, not unlike anything else we're going to talk about. Tonight, <laughs> but just to keep it going, I love this movie. Um, <clears throat> the soundtrack's goddamn amazing. Uh, You're right, dude. The soundtrack it, and the score both pull that It's absolutely movie. fantastic. Um, the fact that this isn't something I knew until this movie came out, but apparently, in a lot of like, like a lot of times when, when people are doing martial arts, they have to slow slow it down in post slightly, so mm-hmm. that people, so that like the audience, quote unquote, can see the movements that are happening. And, I love and sh- reading about stuff like that. In Shang-Chi, they did none of this. So really? when you're watching the Kung Fu fights, the reason they look so f- so brutal and so intense and so visceral is so because they're, they're, happening, they're, they're happening at full speed. Yeah. Um, the only so other I, movie I've heard of where they do like they take a combat scene and slow it down so the audience can like comprehend it is Star Wars. Hmm. Okay. In the Phantom Menace, when Obi Wan is fighting Maul after Qui Gon gets yeah. killed. Yeah, they good, speed they they slow that down because those two went so fast. That's a good example, exactly. Um, yeah, so all that stuff I, I love the the bus the bus fight scene. It's one of my favorite fight scenes in the MCU, probably. So I, much I, fun I to say. watch. Yeah. Um, my biggest deterrent for this movie is the climax. I agree. Um, the I, dragon was I, like confusing. I did not need to see the giant white dragon face off against the giant 
black cum dragon. I, did, I didn't need to see that. Like a black cum oh. dragon. <laughs> That's what it was. What did they call it? What did they call it in the movie? I don't remember. Soul it eater. The soul sucker. It was literally called the soul sucker. It's the giant black cum dragon. Mm. Well, I hate that, but I guess we'll move forward. <laughs> but yeah, regardless. Give like, them my number. The um, and the fact that uh, Aquafina was able to land the final blow to take it down after everything else that had happened in the movie was just like that had to happen, didn't it? Like, that didn't we really need to do that? Like, this movie was so good up until this point. Um, but I, I can agree with that. That like I, just like the last little bit was like kind of a. I don't know. Or, or if they'd even specified like if we're gonna assume that they had been training there for months. Like, if you're going to say that, if you're going to do that, then just make that clear. And then at that point, yeah, sure, I might believe that she could land that shot if and she's been... She's been training for, like, two hours. Yeah, but to get to <laughs> us, it had literally been, like, five minutes, so... I mean, and then I thought um, Wen Wu, as a villain, is fantastic. Oh, he was amazing, yeah. See, one I... of the better MCU villains of late. One of the coolest well, shots in, in that movie's... When he takes young Shang to go kill the gangsters. Oh, and it's just like the things like launching off his wrist at that guy on the ground. Oh, well, I was going to say the, the mirror shot. Yeah, 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 I gotcha. <coughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're on the same page with number five, at least. Yeah, I think, unless you guys have any other thoughts, I think we can move forward. Um, I am done ranking. I think everything else... I liked differently, but equally. So, I don't have to rank because I'm a guest. It's not your podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to talk about them, but as far as ranking goes, there's really nothing else on the list that I could rank and feel confident about it. Okay. So, Mark is going to be a pass for the rest of this. Yeah. Um, I really did enjoy Shang-Chi, though. And as far as, like, the, the big CGI fight at the end... There have been a lot worse. Um, That's true. That is I, very true. It, it, yeah, and as far as the MCU goes, there's been a lot worse CGI fests for the third act of a movie. And as weird as it was and as out of place as it felt... Ugh. It still fit with like the <laughs> lore that they had built for the entire movie. Oh. <laughs> you, you good? We're getting attacked. <laughs> Oh, you're going to make it smelly. Don't. <laughs> oh, you just crushed it with your chair. Oh. Huh. Uh, there was just a stink bug walking up Mark's armrest, and he just smushed it into my brand new carpet with his desk chair. <laughs> so yeah, Shang-Chi was good. I like it. <laughs> Okay, so, so we're, we're up to number four. We are in the back half of this ranking, and it has already taken us about what I thought would be the entire list. So we're just yep. going to keep rolling with it. Yeah, yeah just keep rolling. It has taken us a little while, but I'm having a really good time. Um, I knew this so would happen. Jim, do you want to present your number four first, or would you like me to? Um, I can go first, sure. Oh, go for why it. Why are you putting it on my bed, bro? Oh, okay. um, so my number four... <laughs> <laughs> I smelled it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. This is what editing's for. This is what post is for. Oh, my uh, you God. Don't, you don't edit this. Yeah, this is gold, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number four is Eternals. Okay. 
Um, I really liked Eternals. My biggest flaw with that movie is that the um, alpha deviant storyline went absolutely nowhere, but he still killed off, like, two of my favorite characters in that movie. But everything else about that movie I thought was awesome. I loved the characters and the character designs and the way their powers looked and the implications for the MCU moving forward. It didn't feel like an MCU movie. It felt almost like it was in a different universe compared to other MCU movies that we've seen. Um, right, I, so, I really liked uh, real it. Real quick, compared... my number four is Hawkeye, but my number three is Eternals. Okay. Oh. Okay. I thought Eternals was fantastic. Front tell to me back. the re- tell me the reasons. I want to I want to hear them. Mark, I think the only way for me to do that is for you to say what you didn't like about it, which seems to be everything. Um, half the characters were weak. Uh, what was her name? Pixie? Fairy? Sprite? Sprite, Sprite yeah. Sprite was terrible. Her character didn't need to exist. I disagree. Um, her motives I didn't make disagree. any sense. She, I also disagree about that as She well. fell in love. They literally, they literally tell you to your face as an audience member what's going on with her. Yeah, I know, but like, what? I'm sorry. What was the name of the person she fell in love with? Like her, the character. Icarus. Name? Icarus. Icarus. She fell in love with Icarus because she thought he was the person he was pretending to be, but then when he was like, "Oh, well, I'm actually not like this. I'm a basically a completely different person," she's like, "Oh, well, I still love him." Don't you fall in love with the person you think you're falling in love with? I mean, not the complete you, opposite. The thing, you tell me. I think that's a loaded question. Like, if if someone is lying to you about their entire personality and the way that they are basically living their life, you yeah, fall in love with the charade they're presenting to you, not the meat bag that embodies that charade. No, but at that point, at that point though, he was telling them, like, I'm the one who's continuing our mission as it should be and a couple of them it wasn't just her like, m- like more King, than one Kingo of them. just left yeah more than he's one like, look, more he's than like one I, he's like him. I don't know if he's doing the right thing but I'm not gonna fight him yeah so I, I but okay so my whole thing with Eternals is I thought I, I understand the deviant thing being not followed through on I think that should have been a little like heavier throughout the movie but I also think that they did that in the trailers for a reason. Like, it was just a whole mislead to lead, like get you off of Icarus being the actual, like, villain, quote-unquote, even though oh, he's he's doing I, what he believes is right. I just meant specifically how the the evolution guy, the dude who was, like, evolving as the movie went, as he stole their powers, that yeah. whole storyline went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, it was dumb. It didn't, it didn't mean anything. Nothing. He was, like, evolving and getting their powers, and... You know, I was starting to think like, oh man, like maybe these guys are more sentient than we thought they were, and then they just kill them. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, and it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it it was the weakest part of the movie, and it led to so many plot holes. But it was it was the weakest part of the movie, but also one of the smallest parts of the movie. It was the main part of the movie until the very end. I mean, not really. They like. The, the deviants were used more as a plot device to like to trigger the plot than it was to like I mean, in my opinion be it was the just, true like adversary to them it was just up until that point they were talking about the deviants as if like oh they're the same as us like 
Like I, I until until they just straight up murked him, I thought that he was gonna join them. I also kind of thought that. And then they just killed. Him. So but that's what wrong. that's what kind of confused me. <laughs> so if you're if you're saying the deviants were used as a plot device, then the alpha deviant didn't need to exist. What was yeah? The I don't I don't him? disagree with that. I don't disagree that he was not important. He the was only literally a nothing his whole character. thing was just to like. Because, like, the whole, I think another thing that, like, gets missed a lot is that, like, the Eternals were built to, like, not adapt and or not not evolve, and we see Cersei do that in the movie, so that's kind of where this whole, like, the evolving of the Deviants is also a problem. Okay, I can kind of see that. I never really put that together that she also, like, quote-unquote evolved. Well, I mean, she turned the one Deviant, like, into a tree, and she had never been able to do anything like that before. So I read that as or not yeah, read that, but, but like she did, interpreted she did, that. She also didn't kill a different another eternal and take their abilities to evolve to do that. Yeah, I don't I don't know where that came from. That part was kind of out of left field. Yeah, but I, every, that, that everything else about issue. that movie I liked. I thought all, all of them had of very u- unique characters, like profiles and like powers and stuff. Yeah, Even though most yeah. of them are just plays on other characters, and that was kind of the whole point when they were made back whenever they were made. So for me, the the strong points in that movie were some of the characters, and the weakest points in that movie were the characters. So like, it's literally like polar opposites. Like, you have really good character characters like Gilgamesh, and I love it. Gilgamesh. And that, that's the only good character too. in the movie. I disagree. That's I loved take. Icarus. I loved Icarus. I'll Icarus is a well-done character. Is he dead? Um, I thought Kingo was hilarious. So, what I have read about Icarus is that for all intents and purposes, yes, he is dead. That doesn't mean anything for long term, but as of right now, he is dead. He flew into the sun. Okay. I, I thought I mean, Cersei, as their lead, was a little bit, like... She just seemed uneasy, but I think that was kind of the point. Um, yeah. And I then mean, I thought, um, Fastos as well. Fastos is one of my favorite characters in yeah, Fastos was that really movie. Cool. You got the, 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 uh... I love the Turtles. I will not have my mind changed about it. No, I think it was I, one of I'm, the strongest entries into the MCU of, like, a cold case movie. I've before, so... I, I like that movie a lot more than other people did, for sure. This generation. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mark. You're um, such a boomer. What's your number, you said your, Eternals was your number three? Eternals um, was so my number Falcon three. And the, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We need your number three, three still. I really liked okay. that, that show. Really liked it. Um, okay. We kind of already talked about it. Uh... Say, is there anything we kind of skipped over that you wanted to say about it? Especially since um, it's just so high on your list. I mean, I think we got a lot of it. I, uh, I love the dynamic between Steve and, uh, or not Steve, uh, Bucky and uh, Sam. <laughs> love their dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved everything with Bucky from that. I don't think we really talked a whole lot about that. Oh, I think I think a whole point we can completely skipped over from yeah, that was uh, Zemo. Zemo was awesome. I thought yeah, their Zemo use of Zemo was great. Show. Um, I also, and I'm yeah. really hoping we see more. As much of as I, I'm sure him, we will. I love John Walker. Um, 
John Walker was a character that you're built to hate, and the yeah. dude did it It'll so well. It'll be interesting well. to see what they do with him going forward, especially. I think, uh, especially with um, yeah. Valentina, is that her name? They're definitely doing some kind of like Dark Avengers, um, Thunderbolts kind of play, and I can't really yeah. tell where they're headed yeah, with for it. Sure. Especially after how like successful um, James Gunn's Suicide Squad was, they're going to do a very similar team of like misfits and criminals oh, and yeah, things sure. like that. Some sort of Marvel version of a Suicide Squad. They're definitely going to try their best Absolutely. to make it different than that, but I guess... Yeah, I think they'll make theirs, oddly enough, I think Marvel will take a route mm-hmm. and make theirs darker mm-hmm. and a little bit uh, more yeah. like I'd be curious, brooding uh, and serious. I'd be curious to see it. Um, my number two was Loki, so. Okay. My number two was WandaVision. Yeah, both, I agree with both of those. They're both good shows. I couldn't really put one over the other, honestly. Um, I think that that... So we need to no, talk about Loki, because we, oh, we, we didn't talk about Loki? Didn't talk about Loki? No. Okay. okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> I thought Loki was awesome. I think that, like, it definitely has some issues where, like, there's some bottle episode problems. The whole episode on the train didn't... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can... Yeah, I can see that. But, like, the mystery at first of, like, you know, who is this person running amok in the multiverse was I, very fun. And then Sylvie, great oh, character. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love the fact that they play into... Um... Loki's whole, like, <clears throat> obnoxiously huge ego, and how he... F- His just yeah, absolutely and how he narcissistic, falls like... in love with himself. Um, yeah. And they, like... Yeah. I also kind of... That was one of the things that kind of turned me away from that show. Like, that's one of the really? things I didn't like. To me, it was like, of course. Of course he would fall in love with himself. Especially, yeah. like... Post No Way Home, hearing uh, Peter Three call the other two like your like his brothers, I'm like, oh, oof, Loki, <laughs> my guy. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you can't talk about Loki without the main character, which is obviously Owen Wilson. <laughs> he is the best part of that show by far. No question. No questions asked. I, when they casted him in that show, I'm like, there is no way yeah, he, he's going to fit yeah, in here. And he was I, perfect. I just, whatever. He was a perfect yeah. counterpart for Tom Hiddleston and, like, Loki. Um, yeah. yeah. And then and that, that show also just sets up crazy things with the idea of Kang. Oh, dude. Um, the one who remains, or he who remains, Jonathan Majors was captivating as that character. You couldn't look away from him because he was always doing something weird. Yeah. He was so shifty. Yeah, it was, it was, he was never like, static. Like, it was always like, he would get really angry and then like, just like. He seemed almost like, he seemed almost like grief-stricken that he had to be what he was doing. Oh, you know he's full of shit too because he's like, I'm the malevolent Kang and it's like, well, the way that you got to be the only one left is not by being malevolent. Like, you killed a bunch of people. Like, <laughs> Well, malevolent is, like, the bad the bad guy. He's trying to say that he's a be- like, bo- the best version of Kang, and I believe him. I believe him. He was the good guy? I am... Yes. 
the, or the best version of that character. You know what I, I mean? Like the best, one with the best intent. Because he still had to murder all the other Kangs to get to that position and set up a fascist <laughs> like organization to control yeah, all I mean, reality. When when you put it like that, we all hate fascists. That's um. But no, I I thought that his character was very, very strange. And, like, I just don't know what he's... Like, I know, obviously, his goal was to keep one timeline so that things didn't go badly and, that like, these worse versions of himself didn't, like, have all this, like, this tyran, tyrannical, tyrannical powers and stuff they had in other multiverses and to avoid another, like, multiversal war, which is, I think, referencing the Secret Wars, yeah, but I can't sure really either. say for sure. We can we can have the Secret Wars conversation yeah, once I finish sure. the book. <laughs> be, and, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it's that so that's long. A 2022 show. That's oh, Secret okay. Invasion. Okay. It's real. So Secret Invasion and Secret Wars are two completely separate properties that don't even like, acknowledge each there's other. There's also Secret War and Secret Wars, and those are two totally different stories. I believe that they are similar rehashings of the same story, but one's from, like, the 70s, and one is from, gotcha. like, 2007. But we, again, I, I haven't figured all that out yet. I'm still working on Secret Wars, but the book is so far very, very cool. Well. Um, but I... But Jonathan Majors was fantastic, and I'm excited to see him as the truly, like, bad guy Kang. And him being Kang has, like, huge implications for, like, other... Properties that Marvel has announced since then. Yep, that one specifically. And it's another one of those things that is sadly going to make a bunch of uh, ignorant assholes (laughs) angry, but... Right. What are you going to do? Well, I think that that leaves us with the obvious answer that both of our number ones... Number one was obviously Spider-Man. No Way Home is, is a masterpiece. It is definitely through and my, through. I think, I mean, not to be like on the hype train about it, but just as a movie, it has to be my number one. The only thing that could even beat it would be the first Iron Man, and that's solely because of nostalgia. Yeah, dude. I, as far as like singular MCU stories go that are like technically a solo movie, yeah. that one is far and away. One of the because best movies I've ever watched. Fans and they gave them what they wanted. That's the entire. And they didn't do it in like it didn't feel like fan service. It felt like this is how this right. plot had to resolve itself. Yeah. That and it like they also listened to the fans and the fact that like I never like the whole Iron Man Junior thing was bullshit anyway. Like yes, Peter like was an Avenger before he was like really found his footing as Spider Man, but like. They listened to that, too, and now he is truly Spider-Man. Like, they can do anything with that Spider-Man and that Peter Parker that they want to. I mean, I like, yeah, I like Spider-Man, but I didn't really mind the whole Iron Man Jr. thing. I, just, I also think it's weird that Spider-Man fans want Peter Parker to be, you know, living paycheck to paycheck and depressed as Poor. shit. So... Yeah, we exactly. want him to have a bad life. <laughs> no, I don't get that either, dude. Like, to see, especially to see like a huge character like Iron Man or Tony Stark. Well, not Iron Man or Tony Stark. Iron Man, like helping a character like this, to me is what like the superheroing right. stuff is all about. Like, 
they're there to help each other and other people. So, like, I just don't understand the huge gripe that people had with all that. Yeah, I mean, shit, I mean, that's where we're at going forward, so I guess we'll see, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Um, but uh, Doctor Strange was cool in that movie, and it sets up... I don't... I The thing is, like, I want to say it sets up something for him, but, like, yeah. he doesn't remember it, you know? But he doesn't, apparently like, he does, though. Or if he does... Yeah. I Man, I don't... Is he like, what is he <laughs> I like, I remember know. I had to do a spell for Spider-Man... I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but that's all he knows. <laughs> I think. I think all it does, like, in my perception of the spell, anyway, is that like any time Peter was somewhere that Spider-Man should have been, it's just him with his mask on instead. That's weird to think about. I mean, because that's all. That's all his secret identity is—is is just that but, mask. But so, like, but nobody knows who he is, though, right? Literally, no one. Yeah, nobody has any idea who Peter Parker is. Spider-Man is still very much a prevalent so, superhero. Do Mary Jane and Ned remember doing all the things that they did? But yeah. well, like, like what 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 are Ned's memories of? DC? I would assume. You know what I mean. Probably really sad, yeah, I mean, I honestly. <laughs> um, and I think that that will play into something later have on. To explain it because I mean. It was a little confusing. Like, it wasn't confusing at the time. Yeah, I think it'll definitely get a little bit of explanation in Doctor Strange, but then I think in probably whatever next Spider-Man property comes up, it'll get some more explanation. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be weird. I'll be curious to see... Do, do we know, like, what kind of deal Tom Holland has going forward? The rumor is there's another trilogy being, like, written, like, okay. currently. But there's no, like, true confirmation because, like, you know, to get anything out of Kevin Feige <laughs> is absolutely impossible. And then, like, the lady who worked for Sony, yep. I think her name was yeah. Amy Pascal or something like that. She, like, as soon as Spy- as soon as No Way Home came out, she was like, yeah, we're writing the next trilogy right now. I remember she was, she, she oh. was constantly saying shit. Are you? Just, like, out of turn. <laughs> we're, like... I remember seeing the interview where yeah, Kevin Feige I, yeah, exactly. like, she said something, so, and Kevin Feige's eyes just get, like, real big, like, you weren't supposed to freaking say that. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and what are you saying? But I thought all the development they did for um, Tom Holland was fantastic, and, I mean, the use of Toby, Toby uh, McGuire and Andrew Garfield was beautiful. I, yeah. like, it was it really so was, for me, Dumpy. the use of Green Goblin. Their chemistry on screen was ridiculous. For three people that have seemingly never worked oh, together yeah, before, for sure. it was just it, dude. It I mean, was yeah. so well Toby done. McGuire was great, like, but I watched the Amazing Spider-Man one and two, and I liked it, but I didn't love it. But like, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Garfield. Garfield had one of the yeah, best performances like he in that entire the movie. Same character. It was just better writing, and it, yeah, it just and yeah. His character with good writing is fantastic. Yeah. No, I feel bad that he got like shafted the way he did with yeah, some of those right. those two movies. Even like Jamie Foxx's Electro was so much better well, in this they movie. Just let him be Jamie Foxx a little a little bit more. Yeah. Electro. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if they let him be Jamie Foxx. Yeah. <laughs> and he does that well. Um, for me, it was just the the use of Green Goblin in this movie. Yeah, Osborne was great. Oh my god! Oh dear. The, Willem Dafoe should be Oscar nominated for that performance. I, 
the fight in the in uh, the apartment building. Oh my god! The yeah, apartment. I, I loved. Probably one of the best fight scenes in the movie yeah, and when, maybe the MCU. Like big, big, big well, claim. It, it also like, just like like we, so, we knew how so strong good. he was in the original movies, but but, it would, but yeah, exactly. But did we exactly? <laughs> and to be fair, though, like Toby's. Toby's Spider-Man was a lot weaker than Holland's Spider-Man, as far as like the. Mo- yeah, they yeah. made that pretty I, clear. I just loved when they were like doing the montage, fixing everyone. Um, like Osborne got fixed, and then you know, it was uh, mm-hmm. you know Goblin's turn, and then like P- Peter's like he was just like something's wrong. And like he didn't. Oh my god! Yeah, that Spidey, Spidey sense, sense scene, in this movie that was sense scene so was good. The best Spidey sense scenes I think I've ever because, seen. Because like you didn't, you didn't know what it was. Oh my god! And then when, when so you finally cool. do realize, it's like, oh, Goblin turned. I was like, yeah, that was not what I thought that he was about to like. Well, that, that's not what I thought that he was realizing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just the, the... But like, so I watched that movie in theater two times, and like the first one. I felt like I had no reactions to things because I was in, like, shock for half the movie that, like, oh, my God, like, this is happening. This is what's going on. But the second time I watched that movie, it made me so emotional. Those of you listening will find out that movies make me cry very easily. And oh, that I movie made like me bitch. cry a lot. <laughs> I really do. Dude, that, was, <laughs> that shit makes me just... May's death is one of the most emotional scenes that I've seen Holland act through. And yeah. that's after Tony Stark's death. Dude, oh, my God. I Well, so, like... For me, like, when I saw the glider come through the wall and just shit-can her, I was like, there's no way she's alive. So then when she just... Yeah, I yeah. assumed she was dead on impact. So yeah, she exactly. got up, I'm like, like, oh, maybe well, she, she is alive. Up, when she just got up, they I was really like, had oh, I guess you. they're not going to do like, that. Like, two times. They hit you with the gotcha. Yeah. Wait, gotcha again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they finally said... And then even, finally- like... After she passed and, like, Happy shows up, yeah. that shit was also very sad. This is also coming from a person who loves John Favreau, so <laughs> seeing John Favreau sad made me sad. Yeah, and, well, and also, like, once she said the line, I was like, oh, she's dead. With great power she must also dead. come great responsibility. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They had to say it at some point during the trilogy. Yeah. And I'm really, really glad they did it the yeah, way they for did. Sure. I don't know. I feel like I could talk about this yeah. movie alone for just hours. So <laughs> there's just so much for me to say, but there's also so like little because it was just like there's no gripes. I have no issues. Yeah, I really don't. I really it was don't just think it was fantastic. I, I, I mean, out of all the Marvel movies, I have the least issues with this. Well, one. so so does Ned remember that he was able to use magic? Okay. I think so. so. That should be something going forward, yeah. I guess they that's my only gripe. Um do you guys know who like what happened yes. with Ned Leeds like I, comic book I, I wise? Do at least. Okay. Do you? No. But oh. do, do we have time for that? <laughs> no, well yeah. So, I mean it's it's not super hard to explain. So like the whole joke that like he talks to Toby Maguire Spider Man, he's like, Yeah, my best friend. Uh, tried to kill me and then died in my arms and then Ned oh. like walks up to Peter at like Tom Holland and he's like I won't turn into a supervillain and try to kill you he's definitely <laughs> going to turn into a supervillain and yeah, try to Ned kill Leeds him is the Hobgoblin. because in the comics Ned Leeds dies 
and then is resurrected by the Green Goblin and turns into the Hobgoblin. So I think what's going to happen is his character will be killed by some circumstance, and then when he's revived, we'll have every memory of like him and Peter Parker being best friends, and then Peter wishing that away for the betterment of everything, and he's going to get really, really upset uh, for okay. abandoning him. Because because if he wouldn't have abandoned him, he and never that would be Goblin's kind of way of manipulating him. Well, and that, and like, it was just, yeah. like, they were best friends, you know? Like, they had all these memories and stuff, and then Ned was lonely all through high school until MJ. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I never I never thought about that, yeah. That is my pitch for his for his Hobgoblin, anyway, if they go that route, which is really hard to tell. So they definitely need to, to tell. go into that whole, you know, last wish spell more. And not for nothing, <laughs> guys, I'm also a really good lawyer. Oh. Oh. Matt Murdock. Oh. That's like that thing I sent you earlier, Jim. It's like the showrunner for Daredevil is really upset over the MCU's use of Daredevil. <laughs> it was forty-five seconds, <laughs> and he did exactly what Daredevil would do. He caught a brick, yep. didn't yeah. elaborate, <laughs> left. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that that was great. And I really think that they are going to give him another season of his show, and they're gonna, they'll keep it similar. I don't know if it'll be quite as dark as it was, but it'll be similar. I don't think they're gonna nerf him in the slightest. And I don't really think they could nerf him. I mean, he really doesn't have anything other than sonar powers. I, I guess, like, nerf, like, the show. Like, they're not gonna, like, so did, tone yeah, it down. He doesn't really have anything more than See, I, cough powers. I wouldn't be surprised, based on the Kingpin fight with, uh, with, uh, Hawkeye, new Hawkeye, um, Mm -hmm. if they make him more powerful just in, like, fight-wise and, like, combat-wise, that they just tone down combat, on yeah. the bloodiness. Because I think that's another thing that, like, gives him the opportunity for that is the snap. Like, the blip is huge. If Fisk was gone for five years, Daredevil absolutely could be, a, like, an elite yeah, fighter at yeah, that point. Yeah, for sure. Um, I... I, I but like, had he not been blipped, but they don't really elaborate on who has and who hasn't. The yet. Daredevil show so like moving and emotional is when you see Matt bloodied and bruised beyond belief, like bleeding from his mouth. Yeah, and you know what I mean. So I don't know if they're gonna do that on Disney Plus, but I don't think there'll be quite as much blood. But I think it'll be like the point will get across still, if that makes sense. It won't be... That was... Okay. My one gripe with No Way Home. T Toby Maguire gets stabbed through the abdomen, and then there's not even a stab wound. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Like, the no blood thing is normal. That's, that's MCU. That's whatever. That's Disney action. I get that. But, like, to not even have, like, a cut yeah, in the suit... I, I noticed that, too. I ...is mean, absurd to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean... But that kind of brings us to our conclusion for that discussion. Do you guys want to look at what might be coming out this year or is confirmed to come out this year, or I mean, do we want to save just... that? Because I have, I have a list here real quick that I could run through quickly, so or we could try and talk about it. Why don't you run through the list quickly? Um, our next episode could be maybe something similar to what we just did but with DC from last year. I don't think... I don't think there was quite as much stuff. I would be down for that. that. Plus, like, upcoming things. Because we could do, like, a look forward yeah. about everything coming um, out that way. 
But 2022 MCU is going to, I think, change pace quite a bit. Like, we're going to get a lot of different stories that are going to set up, like, a bunch of different stories that aren't going to interact until one big conglomerate thing later in the future. But things that are confirmed to come out this year that have release dates. Moon Knight comes out at the end of March, I believe, the 30th. Doctor Strange comes out the first week of May. Thor comes out in July. Really? July? That's Thor, Love and Thunder. I thought it was later than that, but okay. And then Black Panther Wakanda Forever comes out in November. And that's all we've got for this year. Rumored is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, and What If Season 2. Those are rumored, but they don't have release dates. But there's also... Moon Knight won't be the only series we get from them this year. I mean, Miss Marvel was, like, supposed to be one of the first, like, three or four series to come out, and now it just keeps getting pushed back and back and back. So I think we'll get Miss Marvel this year. They were having a lot of issues with Wakanda Forever as well. Yeah, I have heard that, so it could end up getting pushed. That was all just, like, uh, like COVID nonsense, right? There was some COVID stuff to it, and then um, the actress who plays Shuri, I don't remember her name off the top of my head, got injured, and they had to stop production for a little bit. Lupita Nyong'o? Or is that somebody else? No, that's that's, that's somebody totally else. No, uh, that is... uh, um, one of the Dora Milaje, right? Black Panther's girlfriend, whose name I can't remember. Or maybe it's Akoye. Uh, Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright, that's her name. Either way, I don't remember. Yep, okay. that's her name. She got injured, and then there were some other issues, but now they are back filming. But apparently, Winston Duke, who plays okay. M'Baku, has been bringing up issues of getting more pay for what he calls a substantially bigger role than he was huh. first told it would be. Interesting, I, I hadn't heard that. And I, I mean, I think M'Baku is one of the best characters of that, like, realm. I thought he was fantastic. So if they're going to put him in more of, like, a leadership position, yeah, I'm all too. about that. In the same way that, like, Strange lost the Sorcerer Supreme title, like, Black Panther, or T'Challa could have easily lost both the Black Panther helm and the King's, like, throne. Yeah, I, when years. when they first did What If, I was originally thinking that when they when I heard that there was going to be a Killmonger episode, that they were going to do like a good guy version of Killmonger that would potentially multiverse wise end up being our Black Panther, but they definitely did not do that. So there have been a couple things I've heard about this movie, and then like just like comic stuff that I've read about it that make me think that Killmonger will be returning, but that will not be something that hopefully won't get leaked if it is true or, like, doesn't get put in the damn trailer, which they right. seem to like to do sometimes. Like, that would be an amazing, just, like, in the movie theater, like, oh, shit, it's Killmonger! Yeah. Like, especially if they go, like, the Namor route with, like, the underwater people. Because they, they actually revived him in the comics. Like, he, similar, like, water, like, burial at sea floated down to Atlantis, and they're like, what's up with this guy? That could be really cool. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> I, I hadn't heard that. Um, I was thinking of saying that, like, yeah, it was it was cool to think about, like, oh, yeah, they're going to bring Namor in, but now that, unfortunately, Chadwick is gone, you know, if you're not... If, if you're not yeah, no, that, that is an Black absolute Panther tragedy. Namor, you know, what do you do at that point? I... I as cool as Killmonger is, I'm still kind of on the team of like, make Shuri Black Panther. I think get, I think you, I think you get rid of the, you get rid of the I blaster think, things, um, or you just make her Black Panther Iron Man essentially. I don't love that, but I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, oh, what's the guy's name who made that movie? I think he's a very Brian Coogler. I think he's a great director and writer, so I think I, I trust him to do something amazing with that movie, yeah. despite what happened with Chad. Yeah, for sure. But I think, I don't know, that movie has huge potential, and then I'm, I'm still excited to see it, and then I think Thor Love and Thunder, oh man, I just, I love Thor. MCU, comics, whatever, when's, I'm a big uh, Thor fan. When's Guardians 3? Sometime next year, James Gunn, I think they're shooting it right now, or trying to shoot For it right now. I was also thinking that was a 22 project, but I guess not. 22 had a bunch of stuff that was, like, rumored to be in 22, and then I think got pushed back because of either COVID regulations or just shooting issues, stuff like that. Because even Secret Invasion is rumored. Like, it's rumored for late 2022, if not gotcha. 2023. Gotcha. Do we have any other, uh, like, last-minute thoughts? I mean, we kind of skipped right over, like, She-Hulk and stuff, but, like, I just know I know nothing about She-Hulk other than that she's a lawyer well, and the I show's going to be, like, a legal I think drama. that we could even honestly make an entire another episode about 2022 Marvel things that we've seen coming soon and things in the future <laughs> yeah. as well so but I do think that that brings us to a good stopping yeah, point um Jim I think you and Mark have a little bit more experience concluding these than I do so if you would like yeah, to take I us mean, out that would totally do that um, um the best thing I've noticed <laughs> is that if you just end it there's no prolonging it well I mean it, it, it's it's over but All I was right, just gonna enough. say I mean we've been uh, mostly nerdy nonsense with Zane and Jim and Mark today. Um, you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Zane. Oh, the Twitter handle? So give me give me a half a second like here. an hour ago. So. <laughs> I just want to double check on that. Our, our Twitter handle is at Nonsense at Nerds. Nonsense Nerds. I love um, Twiddle. You can also follow. Yep. You can also follow yeah, our uh, podcast network at Class X Radio, right? There's a at C Stacks Radio. And we will hopefully have a lot more content coming Twitter, your way as soon yeah, as we Twitter, are able Radio, to make flagship it. Flagship podcast. I don't. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, but eh, well, I think sure. flagship. But we'll probably have more episodes there coming soon as well. Um, this has kind of kind of kickstarted us into a new new era of the network. Hopefully we'll be getting a lot more content out there more often. Um, me and we appreciate you joining us for this first episode of this and we Absolutely. hope that you and keep we'll be back. back soon with uh, probably a DC retrospective and look forward of the past year and the upcoming year and then and I think our next look forward will be like everything yeah. and going forward you know in. we plan to do like 
TV reviews and comic reviews on the weekly of like things that have come out since then. And then we'll do like random deep dives on stuff. Like I said, I'm watching through all the Marvel Netflix, so yeah. we'll do like a retrospective look at all yeah, that, plenty, that plenty kind of, of stuff. Plenty of things to talk about. We have a lot forward. of fun plans. Yeah, if uh, any new listeners are out there, definitely check out uh, just Class X Radio. Um, it's, we've been doing it for a while. There's probably, what, like 45, 47 episodes out already. We've just been taking a big break. Just a big break. I think so, yeah. Life stuff, but we're going to be back at it. Um, yeah, it's and I'm very excited for you guys to return. I loved listening to that show. Well, I appreciate that. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you'll probably be on it from here and then, just like how I'm on, he- how I'm going to be on here. I would, yeah, definitely sure. like yeah, to do um, that. But that is the first episode of Nerdy Nonsense. Thank you for joining us. Talk this to you guys is next us uh, time. signing off. See you. Keep being nerdy. See you. <laughs>